Hello and welcome to Men in Progress, the podcast of United Methodist Men of Treach here in Flower Mound, Texas. We're part of the Life Plus God podcast series from Treach Memorial United Methodist Church. We drop a new podcast every Tuesday um, and we really appreciate your listening to this episode. My name's Dave Casey and if you've listened to our podcast before, you know we're just a bunch of guys, knuckleheads really, trying to be better men and live better lives in our walk with God. In this episode of Men in Progress, we're tackling a topic that we all struggle with from time to time, and that's how to break the bad habits of sinful behavior. You know, as Christians, it's not enough to talk a good game. Jesus told us people will know we're followers not by what we say, but by how we act. As disciples, we certainly want to follow the straight and narrow, but we're also human, which means we fail at that a lot. To help me discuss why that is and how we can do a better job breaking the habit of sinful behavior, I'm joined by three of my brothers from Treach, Barrett Plyler, Andy Jewett, and Trinity Vaughn. Guys, welcome to Men in Progress. Howdy. Thanks for having us. Howdy, howdy. You're welcome. So I got to start with a big question. Uh, Any any sinners here? No. No, no, not at all. No, not at all. all. That's going to be the shortest podcast on record. So why why do you think it's so (laughs) tough? I'm just going to not accept your answer, so... Why do you think it's so tough to break sinful behavior? I want to start with Andy. You know, sin, I think, is like a bad habit. We, we just, bad habits are hard to break. Oh, yeah. And, Once you get in them. And, yeah. And it's just, it's changing behaviors. And that's, that's not an easy thing to do a lot of times. Yep, for sure. Trinity, how about yourself? Uh, you know, some of those sinful behaviors can be a lot of fun, and I think that makes it very difficult to want to quit doing them. Um, so I, it's one of those things where uh, as we get older and we and we start learning what we've been doing wrong, it's hard to admit that, and it's kind of hard to stop when you're already in the groove. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, certainly society, I mean, society kind of encourages us, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's... Uh, all you have to do is watch television, go to the internet, you know, whatever you need. And it's, uh, there's encouragement there. So is there any particular, I'll put you back on the, on the, uh, spotlight. Is there any particular behavior you struggle with more than others? I was hoping you didn't ask me this question. <laughs> so I won't ask everyone the same question. So because you. when I saw the topic after Michael did the invite, I almost wrote him back and said, I, I don't want to be a part yeah. of this anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. um, Absolutely. There's, there's different behaviors. Yeah. The, there's some that you can kind of just push away on a daily basis, but there's also some that are like Andy referred to. It's just hard to break. Yeah. And I think yeah. all of us are probably guilty of it. It's just, um, absolutely. It's a struggle. Yeah. And it's the thing that, you know, it's, uh, at least we're, we're conscious of it, right? I, I there are people there that, exhibit these behaviors that aren't really conscious that what they're saying and doing is particularly bad, you know? Right. And to me, that's, uh, that's harder for me to accept, but then I don't want to be in a position of judging them, you know? So it's, (laughs) Oh yeah. It makes it really tough. So, uh, so where do you see, uh, is there any particular environment that you guys can name that, uh, maybe, maybe (laughs) helps with that behavior or helps probably the wrong word encourages, (laughs) I think social media is a huge uh, encouragement for a lot of people yeah. uh, in terms of, of sinning. I think the uh, level of discourse that we now have in our lives is uh, a lot lot worse than it used to be. Yeah. Uh, and I think that people feel like they have the right 
to to just say whatever they want without any consequence. Uh, whereas we didn't have that back in my day, uh, so to speak. And so yeah. I, I really do. I, I look at our generational you know change as we've been going through it, and and I see sin now in a different way than we what I think it would have been had uh, had there not been say the internet or social media yeah. or just that level that we have access to today. Not to say that I don't want to have that access because I love the communication and the ability to connect and the quick access to so many things, but there is a downside to it, and and sin um, is bred really well in in that environment, that petri dish. So everything's on a spotlight. Absolutely, absolutely true. Now, Andy, I don't know about where you grew up, but in West Texas, but where I grew up, there was a bad side of town, right? (laughs) That's exactly right. And now the bad side of town is on your phone. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> which is kind of hard to hard to deal with. Uh, so, you know, do you have any particular tur- tricks or uh, anything you do to try to, you know, mediate that or mitigate that? I guess is a word. Uh, not really. I mean, it, I have been in situations in the workplace where I've yeah. worked around people that didn't have the same values or or whatever, and that made it hard because just have to keep your values and, yeah. and and try to keep that uh staying on track no matter what what's going on around you yeah that's not the easiest thing you know it's interesting yeah. um for most of my career i've been in sales you know so and with sales you uh there's a lot of tendency there's whining and dining and you know taking people out and and uh depending on the nature of the business that you're in you know maybe you want to go out to a strip joint or something like that and i've managed to avoid that you know for the great majority of my career good for you dave yeah but uh but you know that's in there's some you know i was not in an industry where that was a big deal but there are some industries where that's like the that's the primary place you go to sell stuff i guess and uh to me that'd be very hard you know and i, I remember our good friend sonny gan his member at treach for many years and uh he worked for at&t you know at&t is a high level company so, but there's a whole echelon of people there that he ran into that, that uh, you know, did not entertain and wine and dine the way he liked to do things. So he said, I just probably sacrificed a little bit in my career, but I didn't, you know, didn't go along with that. So yeah. it's pretty, uh, it's pretty tough. Um, I'll flip that around for, since I hit you so hard with this last <laughs> one. <laughs> that's because I'm sitting next to you. Yeah, that's, that must be it. So I'm going to flip that around and say, uh, are you conscious of times when you've seen a positive environment um, actually help somebody that's struggling with that behavior? I think you changed the question. Oh, <laughs> oh you read ahead. Uh-oh. I did read Uh-oh. ahead. Uh-oh. Well, is where, there a, where is, you've been a positive influence maybe is a way. Wow. That, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, yes, there is, right? You, set, you have to have like-minded people around you first off. Yeah. You, you mentioned yeah. it earlier with values. so That's helpful. It's always uh, wise to surround yourself with some folks that not only have those values, but they could be going through the same struggles, but they're also focused on getting better. So whether or not we're guilty of it, because we're all guilty, but we have to surround ourselves with people that can admit it, can be vulnerable, and want to do better. So, yeah. Yeah, and I've seen it even in small things. I mean, I've... um you know, I've been known to have a drink once in a while. I mean, I guess I'm Irish. I guess the way it works, maybe. 
But, uh, you know, I've got a lot of friends that are recovering alcoholics, and I'm very conscious of that. So if we're going to have a gathering at the house or something, I'll ask them ahead of time, do you have a problem if we have any alcohol at the gathering? Or sometimes it's, no, no problem at all. And others would say, you know, well, if you if you have a choice, I'd choose that we didn't do that, you know. And that's to me, that's a real way to build a positive, you know, environment for someone maybe. And again, you know, not everybody's coming from the same place on that, so you know, it's it's the, it's a different type of thing. So Trinity, from as a Christian, do you think there's a responsibility for us to be that positive influence? I, I do. Um, I think growing up, I always looked at the people that didn't act how my parents acted. Uh, my parents, I guess, qualify as Christian in the sense that they say they are. Uh, but when it came to going to church and doing all the other things, we really didn't. Um, and the people that did, um, we had some of the members of our family, we really looked at them, I don't want to say to look down on them, but we looked at them as people who weren't fun. Yeah, which yeah. good way to explain it, especially as a child. <laughs> as a child, it was we. They don't go out with us. They don't go to restaurants with us. They yeah. don't go to the bar or they go wherever they we would be going as a family. Um, and now I look at that from a totally different perspective, because while I, I don't act in that capacity exactly, I I also am trying to be a responsible adult and I'm sure. trying to make uh, good choices that my children can hopefully mimic. And um, I see as a Christian and as a hopefully a leader in the community and in the church that. Uh, if I act like an idiot, people will think that's a you know yeah. a, a permission to do the same. And I can't say that I'm that powerful, but it just seems like if I saw somebody that I looked up to and I said, "Oh yeah, he's out there being goofy. I'll, I'll do the same thing." Yeah. That's not a, the right way to go about it. So yeah, and I th- and I think again, if you identify as a Christian, then right away people are just checking you to see if you're a hypocrite. Right? Absolutely, do, do that. So uh, you know, and I don't know if you've run into that, Andy. You know. Do you have you one of those fish on the back of your truck? I can't remember. <laughs> no, I, I don't have a fish. But, uh, <laughs> so you can run the lights then with, that, that's with right. impunity. I, yeah, okay. Yeah. I can cut you off if I need to. So. I don't know if that's a sinful behavior, but it's yeah. certainly ir- irresponsible. It's yeah. Not that yeah, I don't like any identifying marks on my vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. It, it's better that yeah. way. Yeah, it is better that <laughs> way. Oh, man. Well, I think about what you're saying, Trinity, was interesting because I grew up as a Catholic, and uh, I remember going you know, with school. There's all kinds of kids in school, all kinds of religions, you know, uh, represented or different Christian religions mainly. But uh, they would kind of quiz me, you know, hey, you guys are gambling over there, you know, in the basement, you know, because we had a bingo game sure, yeah. in the basement as a fundraiser, right? And I just Getting thought, they, of course, I'm a kid. I just it's just a bingo it's a, game. It's a game. We, yeah. we play bingo all the time, you know. <laughs> And I had no clue there was money changing hands. Right. So, there's, so it was, uh, you know, it, it's if you're clueless, you're clueless, I guess. Well, and to your hypocrisy statement, I, I, I think as a person who goes out to a bar and drinks or, you know, goes out to, I don't know, concerts or anything, any number of things that some people might view as sinful, mm-hmm. um, I don't hide it. I, I sure. You know, yeah. uh, I don't see any point in, in pretending that I'm not the person I am uh, and but I also try and make sure that I'm responsible in that because I don't want people to see me doing something and thinking, oh, wow, look at you, you Christian, you're over yeah, there doing that, yeah. but you're saying something else. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. I'm doing exactly what I told you you could do too. Like yep. I, just do it in moderation and behave yourselves. Well, Andy knows there's a guy in our Sunday school class. So he is, uh, 
lifelong Methodist, and he says he has a scotch and cigars ministry that he does. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so. However, however you get God into the home, that's, 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 that's right. the only way. I don't know if that was in the home. He did it more or into the more public. in the bar room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or in the bar room. I, I wanted to add to something Trini just said about you know acting as you should, and and I've seen a lot of stuff lately about hypocrisy in the church or. Uh-huh hypocrisy is being a Christian. And I think we even had a, a, a sermon about that recently. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and my answer to that is I'm a Christian and I'm at church because I'm a yes, sinner, right? Yes. But, you know, we're, we're here because we know we are sinners. We know we screw up from time to time. We know we've hurt people. So how else can we get better but surround ourselves with people who have done the same thing sure so that's yeah. what i say when when when, when you are surround yourself with people that can be vulnerable admit that they're wrong but say help me get yeah. better yep that's empowering yeah and i think that's important i think if you uh i've never had this personally happen to me but i've certainly heard stories of people that you know so and so went to church what are they doing going to church you know given their background or given their behavior or whatever and I almost feel like saying, I mean, that's the best place for that. Right. I mean, as, that's, as opposed to where would you like them yeah, to go? Yeah. <laughs> Which you want them to. <laughs> well, I'm sure they could think of a few places. Right, yeah. 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 But I mean, it's, uh, yeah, we should be, and we should be that church. I Absolutely. Mean, and that's, Absolutely. that's the challenge, I guess, we could look at. Yeah. And, and Barrett, that, that, what you just said, makes us really need to watch how we judge others. Really. Right. Be, because, you know, we we're all sinners, so yeah, yeah. We we we've got to be inviting to those people, no matter what. That's true, you know. And I, you know, I think as Christians too, and kind of the kind of the way you guys have couched this, you know, we're always supposed to be trying to be better, right? We're trying to get get there, um, and I think Jesus asks us to do that. I mean, he he understands that what we are as humans, we have the human condition, and and uh, we're not him. You know, we're striving to be like him, but we're not him. And uh, so when you find yourself, and I'll, go, I'll start with Andy, but we'll probably walk, work around the table on this. When you find yourself kind of slipping into that that behavior that you know is probably not where you want to go, uh, what do you do to break the pattern? What do you do to, to help yourself? If I'm falling into that behavior, then a lot of times I'll just start with a prayer. Just help me break this behavior. Yeah. And then... The uh, other thing is a reunion group that, that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got several friends that we can discuss stuff, and they will help me through things and help me say, okay, you, hey, buddy, you need to change that or you need to do this. And, and it, it's really close friends that that can tell me. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I will open up and listen to them, whereas if somebody else told me, I might <laughs> <laughs> I might say, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? But, yeah. I don't have a fish on my truck. What are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, prayer is kind of the first place. All right. Prayer is a good one. Yeah. Trinity, do you have anything? I'm pretty self-aware. Uh, and so when I see I'm doing something that I, you know, I know that I shouldn't be doing, or if I see myself doing something regularly that after a point could become a problem, I'm pretty competent or competent to say, you know, knock it off. Um, but to keep on to that, it, it's a lot of repetition. It's, 
You know, it's yeah. it's saying today I'm not going to have a drink, and then tomorrow I'm not going to have a drink. Not right. today I'm going to have a drink because then tomorrow I can. Right. You know, it's it, <laughs> weekends coming yeah, up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> weekends coming up, so I'm going to cut off this week, so I have yeah. the you know the breathing room or whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think there's there's a, a lot to to being aware of your failures and being aware of what you always need to be working on, and then also being able to say I've got to do this and I've got to stay on top of it. But I think with what the other guys are saying here, I, putting putting people around you that will hold you accountable. Yeah. Um, and if that's your spouse or if that's a friend group or if that's a church group, whatever that is, having somebody that you can tell you you're wrong and you can maybe not like hearing it, but be able to accept it and yeah. move, use that is uh, is a big deal. And I think if you don't have that as a community, either like say with your church or something else, you're going to struggle a lot more. Yeah. So. yeah. Barrett, do you have that group? Do you have that I, small I, group? <laughs> Or are we yet right here tonight? <laughs> you know, there's a group. There's a group. There's a group, but probably not like a group, like a reunion group or an accountability group. I'm probably uh, probably need to get into ones, but you know, probably should hang around Trinity more often. Is what it sounds like. But, <laughs> yeah. um, He's setting a good example. What I do, you know, when I when I get self aware, or um, you know, as I've gotten older, I'm so old now these days. I turned forty in next month, so. Gosh. My, my Every, everything goes when you turn. I, I, I've I, already I, I pulled a calf muscle the yeah. other day. It was, it hurt my it was back terrible. I couldn't walk time, for so. 24 hours. So it's just uh, the start. Just the start. Yeah. I, I, you know, my my conscience sets in more and more as of you yeah. know, re, almost reaching 40 now. And then uh, one thing I do is I keep a Bible close by. Yeah. And, and I also keep a, another book. So I have a Bible and a book. I try to read, you yeah. know, uh, in tandem. And then. If I've already done that and I still, you know, are, are slipping or whatever you want to call it, I got to just get up and go do something. Yes. I, I got to get up and, and find a project, complete it, fix a task, something. Yeah. Do a load of laundry if that's, you know, yep. something so small. But get up, make myself busy and to get my mind off whatever it is. Sure. Yeah. No, that's very helpful. Um, yeah, that idea of a small group, um, I've been blessed that... Uh, I went on the walk to Emmaus back in, I guess, 2006, quite a while back. But, but um, you know, and as a result of that, you form a reunion group or small group of guys that, that not, not necessarily the guys you went on the walk to Emmaus with, but uh, just guys that have been through that experience. Um, and that's been very helpful to me. But I, since that time, I've formed a couple of other small groups as well. Um, one is just friends and neighbors kind of thing, and one is business-related. Uh, but it's a very intentional group. We get together on a regular basis. I mean, we basically, you know, it's uh, uh, either once a month, twice a month, whatever it might be. And, uh, and when we sit down, it, it is a true uh, sharing and accountability kind of thing. It's very, very, uh, I won't say it's super structured, but it's it, it essentially, if you've got an issue, even something that's just minor that's bugging you, it's real easy to put it on the table. Um, and, uh, I find that incredibly helpful and I think it's helpful to do it. I certainly have a great relationship with Doris and, and we can talk about anything, but there's certain things I just want to talk to a bunch of guys about, Absolutely, you know, you know yeah. and there's certain things I might just want to talk to business people about or, or church people or, you know, friends and neighbors. I mean, it's, it's a little different dynamic, I guess, in each of those groups. Uh, but it's incredibly helpful and it certainly has helped me in terms of, when I've looked at, you know, I've, I see, I feel an issue coming in behind, you know, something in the back of my brain or something stupid that I've done. And I'm going, is this really a problem or, or is it just write it off that that was just stupid? 
but um, you know, it's it's been very very helpful. Um, do you have you consciously? I'm gonna stick stick this with with uh, with Andy because he's lit in front of me. Thanks, <laughs> so, appreciate that. Can you think about a time when you've come up short in this and not by accident? You know, you intentionally kind of went the wrong way and I say, oh man. <laughs> Yeah, 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 I, I, I can, and it, you know, and I, I kick myself for that. I, I, I think about it when I was younger. I did yeah. it more yeah. often, and sure. I, I kick myself a lot because, man, I shouldn't have said that to this person, or I shouldn't have acted that way. Yep. And it still bothers me, and it's people that I'll probably never see again. Yeah. I, I, I don't have a way to make it right, but it, it, it still. There are some things that still bothers me. Yeah. The way I, the that's way almost I one of those deals. You've got to go back and forgive yourself, even if you'll never have the the opportunity to ask someone else yeah. for forgiveness. Yeah, but it it has affected the way I try to treat people now because I don't want to have that feeling again. Yeah, Is yeah, it, yeah. That it, it, I imagine it has a lasting effect. Yeah. So Trinity, can you think of a, a time when you kind of stepped into it? Oh, it wasn't yeah. by accident. Yeah. Oh, there's journals full of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, yes, absolutely. Um, and and kind of like Andy, I, I have a series of, uh, I, I don't know why, but there is a series of mistakes that I've made that I would say if you were to talk about them, they wouldn't even be that big a mistake. But yeah. they bother me to a point where years later I still can't let it go. And, and I mean, it's like yelling at a child or, or just something really innocuous not even my yeah. kid like i was like, it i yell them all the <laughs> I time say it's, i don't feel okay, right? i don't feel bad about that um, but um you know things like it, it weirdly small things that i have to this day still been bothered that i was the person that i was to do that yeah um and those have helped me uh, I, I won't say i didn't forgive myself for them but i remember them and by remembering them i hope that they drive me to be a better person in in the future yeah right i mean yeah. you have to hope that you learn from the mistakes you made i think part of the reason we sin is to learn and part of this the learning is to stop you from doing it a second time yeah um yeah. and and i think that yeah so those things are right there now of course there's some other stuff that i just probably should regret and i don't yeah. and then there's there's things that you know <laughs> we're just part of growing up that yeah. you just do um or some people do. No matter so. how many times people tell you now you, this isn't going to work out well you say oh, gotta, oh absolutely yeah, yeah. Do it anyway yeah so this this kind of ties to that, and I'm going to ask Barrett this one, um, and and this is kind of the last question. But what role does grace play for you in breaking these habits and uh, and really changing to becoming the man that God really wants you to be? Receiving or or giving grace? Well, I think it's a two way deal. Uh, certainly, <laughs> receiving would be a big one. Uh, yeah. Giving, I I feel like I'm pretty good at giving. Um, I'm usually not one to hold a grudge for more than, you know, uh, a short period of time. So, um, I try to give grace as much as possible. Um, I guess one of those things I was talking about earlier, just growing older, you know, and having more experience in life with different types of people and, and also different groups of people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that, you know, once you have a few kids, (laughs) you're exposed to a lot of different groups of people that you never thought you would be a part of. So, um, and, and you're not always going to mesh with those people. Exactly. So yeah. I, I found myself kind of just keeping my mouth shut sometimes. And, and that, that alone 
is giving somebody grace and then <laughs> and then afterwards like you know when i'm out of that environment or situation i kind of think back and i said if i were to have said something or if i say something now through text or whatever is it really going to make anything better right, by right, doing it right. it's going to make myself feel right. better but is it going to actually solve a problem yeah. or uh, probably not. The answer is no. Usually uh, the answer is no. So uh, I'm getting better at it. I, I will say that yeah. about just giving someone grace and uh, allowing them to act the way they're going to, even if I don't agree with it. Yep. Yeah. Andy, have you got any uh, grace moments? <laughs> well, I tell you, realizing how much grace I need helps me give yeah. give more grace. That, <laughs> That is a, a gift from God. I was one of those, kid, Amen. I was yeah, one of those right? kids growing up at, uh, when we went through confirmation, the ladies doing confirmation had a uh, term they use. It's EGR, extra grace required. You know, and I was kind of that kid. You know? <laughs> so I was, uh, I was definitely in that, in that deal. Um, and, and, uh, Trinity, if you have a, a take well, on that, <laughs> I do, uh, First off, um, Grace is a big part of mine because that's my daughter's name. And so when you say, when I read this question for the first time, I said, what does Grace have to do with how I act? And I thought, a lot. Because I have to, (laughs) well, I have to have Grace for her and because of her, I suppose. But, um, you know, raising kids has always been one of those challenges where you you, you see the, the people you used to be in your children and you realize how frustratingly annoying you must have been at certain times in your life to other people. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think watching my kids grow up and, and having my wife go, they're just like you <laughs> yes. is, is a, is a moment. Yeah. <laughs> your wife says that to you too. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, uh, it's one of those things where I think, yeah, I definitely think uh, as I've gotten older, just to Barrett's point, um, I also, I, I thought of you when you were saying this, uh, the queen of England, or at least on the crown, the queen of England <laughs> has a saying that says, uh, does it need to be said? Does it need to be said right now? And does it need to be said by me? Yeah. And she asks herself those three questions before she puts her mouth into anything because they're just a good way to check yourself and see, should I even be, like, why would I need to say that? And if I do need to say it, like, if the three answer is yes to all three of them, then, yeah, you should probably say it. But yeah. otherwise, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That requires a little thought that before does. you yeah. react. Yeah. But putting that thought in keeps your foot out of your mouth quite a bit. Yeah. That's where social media fails us. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Yeah, absolutely. People uh, just spout off immediately. Well, you know, I look at it in terms, too, the, of, of receiving grace and, and giving grace. And uh, in grace and forgiveness are kind of tied together. And I had an episode, and I may have related on uh, one of these podcasts, but I had a, a guy that worked for me for years, and uh, – he had, he didn't know a parent to me, he had a drug and alcohol problem. It never really interfered with his work that I could ever see, and I didn't even know anything about it. And he had left our company, went to work for another company, and years later he came back to me, and he says, I've got to sit down and talk to you on some things. He said, when I work for you, you know, here's a few things that happened. And he had, he had taken some stuff from the office. He was in a remote office. He wasn't in our office. He had taken, you know, minor things. He'd taken a water bottle. I mean, one of those big water bottles that, you know, water cooler kind of things. A couple of other things, you know, small, to me, very small things. But he, it was on his mind. He had to come back as part of his 12-step program and really confess this to me, you know, and and ask for my grace. And uh, and I almost was dismissal, uh, dismissive. I almost just said, you know, it's not a big deal. You know, I forgot all about it. And I would have never known any of that. It didn't, didn't affect the company. It didn't affect me. But 
I knew it was so important to him that I had to make you know, a very conscious effort to forgive him and extend grace to him. And I think that did a lot for him. It certainly did a lot for me when I thought about it later. But that was a deal I almost just, you know, just was going to dismiss it right away. Luckily, my you know, part of my brain kicked in and that, that didn't happen. <laughs> so, so, well, guys, thanks so much. This has been, this has been outstanding. It seems like uh, I've had you guys on before. We, we learn a little more about each of you guys each time you come here. So, Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> Pretty soon the book will, will come out and then yeah. the uh, miniseries. But, but uh, again, thanks for joining Men in Progress. Thanks, Dale. Thank you. Appreciate you. So there you have it, episode 15 of Men in Progress. We hope you enjoyed our conversation and that you'll join us again in April when our topic will be money and Christianity, right in time for tax season. Thanks again to Barrett Plyler, Andy Jewett, and Trinity Vaughn for joining me and sharing their wisdom with our listeners. Thanks for listening to Men in Progress from Treach Memorial United Methodist Church in Flower Mound, Texas. I'm Dave Casey. We'll see you next time. This episode of the Men in Progress podcast is sponsored by Treach Memorial United Methodist Church, where our mission is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're in or near Flower Mound, Texas on any Sunday morning, we would love to welcome you to any of the Treach services. Or you can follow our services anytime on our Facebook page or at tmumc.org.